Wednesday, March 24th, 2021. As many of you know, I normally like to get the podcast out first thing Monday morning to start the week fresh, but some circumstances came up and it prevented me this week, but no worries. What's better than a little midweek, mid-Wednesday health podcast to help you stay focused? All right, so before we jump in, I just want to send some love and strength to the community of Boulder, Colorado. Ten innocent people lost their lives and one man destroyed his own. Life is precious and the mind can be very fragile. Boulder is right outside of my hometown. It is where I'm from. It is a peaceful community. They did not deserve the violence. The victims' families certainly did not deserve the devastation. Remember to love and take care of your people. Do not take this life for granted. And please, please reach out if you feel like giving up. I promise somebody will help you. The Avidity Fitness Podcast. Would you like fries with that gastric bypass? You can get both at 44 hospitals in the U.S., according to a recent report from the nonprofit organization Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. The annual report calls attention to the ongoing love affair between hospitals and fast food chains. Currently, you can find a Chick-fil-A in at least 20 American hospitals, McDonald's in at least 18, and Wendy's in at least 5. And in a few messed up cases, hospitals actually have incentive to drive sales for the fast food restaurants they harbor. Ben Taub General Hospital in Houston, Texas, for example, rents space to McDonald's, and the more food the chain sells, the more monthly rent the restaurant pays to the hospital, according to reports obtained by the Physicians Committee. At Greenville Memorial Hospital in Greenville, South Carolina, a contract with Chick-fil-A requires the hospital to make, quote, every reasonable effort to increase sales and business and maximize the gross receipts, unquote. Of course, there's another way these hospitals make money on pushing fast food. The more people eat it, the more they need costly medical procedures like gastric and triple bypasses, as numerous studies continue to show that fast food is associated with weight gain, heart disease, and a host of other health problems. And, you know, I was going to go in and do some deeper research and pull up numbers and facts and statistics on the correlation between fast food and health problems. But I kind of assumed that they're already well enough known. And if I'm going to talk about that distinct correlation, I want to get really in depth. So I, I'm going to save that for a separate episode on its own. Uh, but we all here understand without a doubt that fast food is not good for you. Our health, our healthcare system is not entirely messed up beyond repair though. The physicians committee reports 
have resulted in a small handful of improvements. Three hospitals in the past have severed ties with fast food due to the committee's exposure, while seven others have ended contracts with fast food chains independently of the reports. Yet, that still leaves a lot of room for improvement. So we reached out to five hospitals mentioned in the latest report to ask whether they plan on rethinking contracts with their fast food friends. Only two have responded so far. Georgia Regents Medical Center denies the claim that its patients can get McDelivery to their rooms, which it's false, and it says that McDonald's is not intended to be a potential revenue stream for the hospital. As for Ben Tobb in Houston, a representative says that it's Mickey D's is, quote, a small part of the entire food system, the food it's a small part. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me let me get this straight. Quote is a small part of the entire food service operation at the hospital and is not part of the inpatient meal service. But that contract with the Golden Arches, it's locked down till 2022. So what it's saying right there is that uh, it's just part of the food service operations and it's not actually brought to the patients themselves which is, you know, kind of skirting the issue, you know, you're you're just overlooking the problem here. I mean, it's good that you're not, you know, serving it inpatient and you know, it's debatable. I've I've been reading stuff on here, not Ben Tob in particular, but I have read that in some of these contracts there are delivery, you know, there's there's delivery set up to where it is an inpatient program. So if you're at the hospital staying for treatment and stuff, you can get fast food brought to you. And either way, whether it's being brought to the patients or if it's just there for the families and the doctors to eat on lunch, I firmly believe that it's a big problem. And I found the the study that they're talking about in this article from the Physicians Committee of Responsible Medicine, I believe that's what it's called. Um, It's called the 2016 Hospital Food Report, Highlighting Hazardous and Healthy Hospital Food Environments. And it's actually pretty interesting. It goes on to say the Physicians Committee 2016 Hospital Food Report ranks 24 U.S. hospitals based on whether patient menus offer healthful fruits, vegetables, whole grains, cholesterol-free entrees, and soy milk. Hospitals also earned points for Meatless Mondays, Gardens, and Farmers Markets. Points were deducted for hospitals that have contracts with fast food restaurants such as Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, and Wendy's, which serve disease-inducing items including chicken and cheeseburgers. The Physicians Committee obtained most patient menus and fast food contracts through state public records and laws. Through state public record laws. Two hospitals scored 90 points and tied for the first place in this year's report aspen valley hospital in aspen colorado shout out colorado uh which which participates in meatless mondays and offers healthful entrees each day and who tied with them is stony brook university hospital in stony brook new york which has a 2242 square foot organic rooftop garden that supplies vegetables and herbs for patient meals and that's awesome. Um, 
that's really cool. I think that's kind of the way of the future. Uh, as we become more populated as humans, we're going to need to put gardening and, and access to growing food in peculiar places that we hadn't before. Uh, the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, Mississippi comes in last place with a score of 62%. The medical center hosts both a Chick-fil-A and a McDonald's. These are the other hospitals in the report. Uh, okay, so it has a big list. Um, it's like a little table of the 24 hospitals that they graded. And just to give you an idea... Um, yeah, like they said, number one, they had a food score of 90%, and then they have some other numbers next to it. The state prevalence of obesity among adults is 21%, and diabetes is 6%. Okay, so then we go down to the people that got in last place, the University of Mississippi. They got a 62% on their food score as opposed to 90 and their obesity numbers are 32% as opposed to 21 and their diabetes numbers are 11% as opposed to 6 so you know it's hard to it's hard to really see um or it's hard to put into words but you know when you when you see the numbers like this it you know it, you can debate how accurate they are or whatever but but when you see these numbers, it's a little staggering. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty eye-opening to see how a food score and how they're scoring it. This committee, they're, you know, they're scoring it by you get points if you have fruits and vegetables, whole grains, cholesterol-free entrees, and you get deducted points if you're serving fast food. So it's a pretty good scoring system, um, and it's it's crazy to see the correlation between the food score and of the health problems that that state is experiencing. Then they have a segment in this report called Fighting Fast Food. This year, the Physicians Committee obtained three new contracts between hospitals and fast food restaurants. Broward General Medical Center's contract with McDonald's, Ohio State University's Wexner Medical Center's with Wendy's, and University of Mississippi Medical Center's with Chick-fil-A. Hospital fast food contracts like these often encourage the hospital which can profit from the fast food sales to promote unhealthy greasy meat and dairy products to patients employees and visitors harvard research presented at an american heart association meeting last year meaning 2015 found that study participants who ate fried foods up to three times a week saw an 18 percent increase for heart disease the risk increased with the frequency of fried food consumption, with about 25% increased risk if eaten four to six times per week and up to 68% if eaten seven times or more a week. Once the McDonald's at Broward General generates $960,000, it must pay the hospital 5% of its gross sales in addition to the base rent. At the University, well, what is this? It's just, hold on, I'm sorry. Uh, it just says UNM, UMMC's contract with Chick-fil-A. Oh, the, uh, the University of Wexner Medical Center. 
contract with Chick-fil-A encourages the university to make every reasonable effort to increase the sales and business and maximize the gross receipts of each unit. Most details in Wexner's Medical Center's contract with Wendy's were redacted. So they're trying to hide. And last year's report was revealed contracts between hospitals and and Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, and Tim Hortons. The Cleveland Clinic, Children's Hospital, Los Angeles, and Driscoll's Children's Hospital in Texas, all featured in last year's report, ended the contracts with McDonald's recently. Abbott Northwestern Hospital in Minneapolis, Minnesota, also featured in the 2015 report, will end its lease by May May 31, 2016. A children's hospital in Louisville, Kentucky, told NPR it will close its McDonald's in 2016. Chick-fil-A still has at least 19 hospital locations, McDonald's at least 13, Tim Hortons at least 4, and Wendy's at least 5. The Physicians Committee is placing billboards and other ads near all hospitals with Chick-fil-A's. The ads urge people to contact their local hospital to ask it to go Hashtag fast food free. That's rough. That's rough to learn that there were children hospitals that had McDonald's and Chick-fil-A's in them. But it's very encouraging to see a committee of physicians like um, the PCRM here, the the Physicians Committee of Responsible Medicine. It's got like over 10, 10, 12,000 doctors across the nation that are a part of it, and it looks like they really are fighting for what they think is the best interest in a lot of cases. I don't know a lot about what they do. This is kind of the first thing that's come across my radar, but, you know, I applaud this. This is, it's amazing work to me to see the pushback against, you know, the money-making and the huge profits at the expense of the public's health. Um... The healthy hospital food movement, many experts agree that hospitals need to do a better job providing patients foods that promote good health. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? I think uh, I think it's very important that the hospitals, uh, kind of the, the pillars of the healthcare system, since uh, they're so advanced and, you know, uh, they have like the state-of-the-art research and equipment and understanding of diseases and and health in general so why aren't we holding them to a higher standard than serving fast food whether it's to the patients themselves or to their visitors even like um it's it's almost evil in a lot of ways uh you know and they they have a website the physicians committee for responsible medicine they have a web page and i'm going to put uh, a link to that webpage is called Make Hospital Food Healthy. I'm going to put a link of, to that webpage in the show notes where the Physicians Committee has a list of ways you can join the campaign of getting these fast foods out of our hospitals. I mean, this is all so surreal to me. It doesn't even feel logical in any way that places of healthcare advertise, promote, even sell processed trays of poison to the public. 
I mean, the CEO of McDonald's is worth something like $16 million, and the company itself is worth over $100 billion. Can somebody please explain to me why they feel the need to prey on individuals in compromised life situations? Why do these businesses have any hand in our healthcare system at all? Any, any, any hand in the healthcare system other than donating some of that vast amount of money to better research and equipment. It's absolutely mind blowing to me. Um, it, it, you know, to me, it sounds like a dystopian nightmare, honestly, like where you wake up sick from something that was supposed to help you. So you go to the only place, you know, where you can get help at. And they just keep giving you stuff that makes you come back for more help. And you never actually get better. It's just a cycle. It's a crazy cycle of insanity. I, I don't know how else to to think about it. Um, you know, but at least there are thousands of doctors and surgeons who see the glaring contradiction. And, you know, they started taking shots at these absurd alliances. From what I read... The petitions and the movements that started like in 2014, 2016, it created a small ripple of change in the industry. Hospital CEO John Bluford issued a call of action urging hospitals to eliminate unhealthy foods in cafeterias as one way to create a culture of wellness. And to me, I, I didn't look up John Bluford. I don't know much about him. But just reading that is powerful, in my opinion, because he is a CEO, uh, a CEO of a hospital. So he's in a position in a position of power and influence. And he's he's, you know, he's putting it the, the right way, just as simple as, as it can be put. Um, you know, we need to eliminate unhealthy foods to create a culture of wellness. But. I have a feeling these companies are not going to go away easily. In Ohio, the Cleveland Clinic tried in vain to terminate its contract early with McDonald's 10 years ago. At the time, the clinic's lead heart surgeon, now hospital CEO, proposed removing all fast food vendors. So, and, and rightfully so. Fast food is, is about as unhealthy as food can get. And what I get from that is that this man in Ohio, he was a heart surgeon at the time, the the clinic's lead heart surgeon 10 years ago at the time this article was written. So that was 2015, 10 years before that in 2005. So that's, you know, going on 15, 16 years ago, this lead heart surgeon was, was saying that we need to remove all fast food vendors. Like it didn't make sense to him. And now he, he has moved up into a position of leadership as the hospital CEO and hopefully he is still he's still pushing for just just that you know when these contracts are up or whatever hopefully he can get out of them and he doesn't have to rely on uh the funding of poisonous food to to help his clinic thrive so we have to keep the conversation going you know uh, we, we have to keep the discussion alive to support these doctors that are speaking out against their own industry. We have to educate each other in hopes of taking some of the power away from these fast food companies. Uh, when I read statements from a fast food spokesperson like, quote, 
Today, we offer more variety than ever in our menu, and we trust that our customers will make the appropriate choices for them, their families, and lifestyles. It makes me believe these corporate strategists think we are dumb. They think that we can't see through the deception, and it's a brilliant plan they have employed. They hide behind high-profile, convoluted contracts, making their poison more accessible than ever, then they watch as we victimize ourselves. In a country where healthcare is abundant but comes at a premium, nothing is more bewildering than standing in a hospital lobby and witnessing someone who spent six to eight years of their life as an adult studying health buy a disgusting bag of fast food to eat on lunch break. Thank you for listening to episode 43 of the Avidity Fitness Podcast. Share this episode with your friends and family, especially anybody that you know is on their health and fitness journey. All information is powerful information, especially when there's no BS behind it. And that's what we're doing here. So if you would like to support the show, please visit anchor.fm slash avidityfitness slash support. Again, that is anchor.fm slash avidity slash support, where you can become a show supporter for as little as 99 cents per month. That's only, what, $12 a year? That's not much to support your favorite coach and fitness trainer, and it helps me with the cost of production of the show, and um, yeah, that's a big thing. The cost of production, as well as in-house cost on the merchandise, um, equipment, uh, programming, all that good stuff. Um, it helps a lot. Also, you could order a tumbler cup. We are selling tumbler cups all through the spring and summertime. So get with me if you haven't got one yet. They're only $20. They're 20 ounces, double walled, insulated, really sleek, white with the with the green Pulse logo uh, running vertical. They're awesome. You could also grab little logo stickers to represent the brand they are about two inches long three dollars a piece you can get two for five hook it up get your laptop stick it up get your get your yeti cup um i know you're going to get a vidity tumbler cup but you're not going to throw away your yeti cup so brand the yeti cup as well put the sticker on it you know it's only common sense right to me at least Put the sticker on the on the cup. That's it. Put it on the cup. Put it on the laptop. If you have notebooks that you like to write in, which I strongly encourage everybody to do so, put a sticker on your notebook too to remind yourself that you're on this journey to stay healthy and stay fit for longevity so you can um, take care of the people around you and continue to pursue a life of happiness. Right? Sounds good to me. What else do I have? Coffee sponsors? Um, still looking for coffee sponsors. If that's uh, something that you could help me out with, let me know. Send me a message. Uh, yeah. And t-shirts coming soon. Uh, you all know that I'm working on it. They'll be dropping here in the springtime. So just be patient. They're coming. I can't wait for mine either. So if you're antsy, I get it. Believe me, I, I understand. Um, yeah, because I can't wait to get mine either. So as soon as I get mine, you guys will be getting yours as well. So if you want 
you know, to order some, just let me know ahead of time so I can make sure you are first on the list or at least prioritized on the list. What else do I have for you guys? Oh, um, if you noticed, I sound a little stuffy. I am not sick. I got, you know, some sinus flare ups, which I, I hardly ever experienced that. But uh, down here in South Texas, the weather has been changing abruptly, which it typically changes, you know, throughout this time of the year, but not as abruptly as it has been. We've been going from like, you know, we had a, a, a winter storm few weeks ago and then we were like right back to some tropical 75s and then we dropped right back down to like 28 for a week and then jumped back up to like 80 and today it's like nasty and humid so and I work outdoors um one of the the locations that I work in the most I spend a few hours every day there I'm literally surrounded by by pollen like it's like a fortress of trees around me dropping pollen so i don't think i have a particular allergy to pollen but maybe uh either way i'm just saying i'm good guys a lot of people notice that i sound a little different because it's abnormal for me to sound like i'm stuffy so everybody's asking me are you okay are you okay i'm great energy levels are through the roof uh the first day that uh i felt stuffed up Uh, my energy was down so I just took the day off and that's something that I've been learning how to do with my body usually back in the day when I was a little younger didn't matter what I felt like I smashed through a workout anyway because I thought that was the most important thing and nine times out of ten uh it was for me but there there were times that I should have just pumped the brakes and recovered a little more as opposed to breaking my body down. So that's what I'm learning. And I could have worked out that day, but I said, where's all that wisdom I'm supposed to have as I get older? Not that I'm older or anything, but it's like I'm I'm a little older than I was before, so let me tap into some of that wisdom. So I just took the day off, recovered, and uh yeah, yeah I'm I'm back to it, you know. Nothing wrong. Just stuffy nose. It's annoying, but here we are. We press forward. See you guys next week or or you guys will hear from me next week. Tap in. Love you.